Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Joined as always by Big Brother. Hello, sir. Welcome again. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm good, uh, brother. This is episode number forty-six of the Two Bros Podcast. What a journey it's been. Forty-six episodes. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, I do reckon. I, I mean, I wonder if we can hit fifty episodes before I have to leave in a few days. Remains to be seen. But uh, we're here today to discuss the uh, Premier League game week that just happened. Some very interesting results, some not so very interesting results. And VAR controversies, red cards galore, all kinds of things happened. Very interesting. Uh, let's start off. The first game of the game week was Sheffield United versus West Brom. Sheffield United mounting, let's say, a bit of a comeback. 2-1 winners over West Brom at home. Indeed. I'm uh, happy to see that all of the Premier League teams are now in double figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still a long way from safety though. If you see Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United, they're eight points behind Burnley. And eight points with uh, half the season and then some gone is, I would reckon, too high a lead or too high a wall to surmount. Unless Burnley have a meltdown, which they're very capable of. Mm -hmm. But uh, broadly, these three remain relegation candidates for me. How about you? Yeah, I mean, likewise, and uh, if you look at the table, like you had just mentioned, Burnley do have a game in hand. So, yeah, the gap does, in fact, go up a bit. Yeah, I reckon it's going to be Sheffield, West Brom and uh, uh, Fulham, sadly, this time. I think they're going to take the drop. It's too late. It's too little too late. We're already past, well past the halfway mark. Uh, I don't see a comeback uh, coming around. Talking about, uh, we had mentioned red cards earlier in this, uh, in the, uh, the intro here. We had two red cards in the in the Wolves versus Arsenal game. Now, dare I say both of them were a bit of a giant question mark. The one on David Luiz was uh, re-looked at, but the appeal was lost, as I reckon. But Burnt Leno, I was not aware. If a, if a goalkeeper does a deliberate handball outside his area, it's a straight red. Even though it's not a goal-scoring opportunity, I wasn't aware of that. No, I don't think it's a goalkeeping doing. A, it's a goalkeeper doing a, a deliberate handball. It is the last man doing a deliberate handball. Oh, maybe that's. So, right. if you remember, Luis Suarez, uh, you know, did a handball against Ghana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I think, the 2010 World Cup, and then he was ruled out of the next match, which Uruguay went on to lose. Uh, at that time, he was uh, defending on the goal line mm-hmm. off of a corner. With Asamoah Gian, I think, climbing, uh, the header was heading into the goal and he just thwacked the ball out with his hand. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then the resulting penalty was shanked. And that's how Ghana (laughs) got knocked out. And that was arguably the best Ghanaian side for a long, long time. So, I think uh, Leno's red card, when I saw it, I stayed up for the match, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Leno's red card deserved absolutely foolish... Don't expect that from a top-end goalkeeper. Expect it from a David De Gea, but not from a David De Gea? Really? He's had these meltdowny moments. David De Gea has never had a red card and he's never handled the ball outside the, the, the area. Please, come on. We're talking Edison maybe. Edison has done that. He's handled the ball outside. Edison's done it, but you, you know, and you have some keepers who are capable of a face palm moment you know and I don't know Leno was one of those but yeah clearly this was a game where everything that could go wrong did Mm -hmm. and Leno's red card is deserved now Luis when I saw it in real time I instantly thought red card penalty Mm -hmm. having looked at replays etc you know some part of his boot has been inadvertently clipped now the thing is 
when a person cuts across you or you cut across a person if something touches your body and he goes down you've still tripped him mm-hmm. intent does not come into the question so i don't get why the controversy i am not one of those fans who are screaming for var to sort of you know question everything about var so i think both the red cards were deserved uh, arsenal shot themselves in the foot they keep doing this season on season year on year i don't know what to make of it well uh, i mean speaking of uh, shooting themselves in the foot southampton <laughs> turned up uh, at old trafford and got a straight red in the first 2 minutes uh, the fresh signing uh, i forgot his name uh, the first in the second minute guy called where is his name hold up yankevits premier league debut for uh, southampton booted mctominay above his knee straight red in the within the second minute and united made them pay 9-0 winners equal their highest ever premier league uh, goal scoring tally in a match matched by a team uh, which won the treble in 1999 under sir alex and with this 9-0 victory united now get this have a better goal difference than liverpool <laughs> in just one game <laughs> that's fantastic seven different scorers now that tells you a lot about the way the team is uh, playing seven different scorers in 9-0 uh, kind of a victory fantastic result for united and well, fantastic result uh-huh. yes uh-huh. but uh, you you've uh, seen the theory doing the rounds right what theory that yankovic actually submitted a transfer request oh, come on a few a few hours before the match uh-huh. and he was denied and you know he was said that there'll be opportunities for you and that's why they gave him the debut and people are saying he has his heart set on leaving so what he did was of course get himself sent off so that the club would be pressurized to sell and i don't know what's the aftermath of that story but uh, once you're down to 10 men and you're going to play 90 minutes it could be any scoreline but don't ruin it for me this is the greatest victory ever i've never seen him score 9-0 the last time i saw them score literally like nearly as many goals was the 8-2 demolition of arsenal this is you <laughs> had to bring that up right that was an arsenal b team i'll have I'll remind you team? that you had van persie you had arshavin kokelan was the midfield uh, starter that year and he was 20 okay and he hadn't he had played like five matches before that and there was nobody there was nobody on the bench there was nobody in the team mm-hmm. and also that day if i may remind you everything that anybody hit was going in <laughs> so it was one of those days where you know the indian team just went down to australia and uh, came back mm. and in the second innings of the uh, the first innings or was it the second innings yeah the second innings of the first test they were bowled out for 39 mm-hmm. so there are days like these and uh, as a united fan i would get to i mean if i were a united fan i wouldn't get to sort of swept away in this yes you enjoy the scoreline yes you make a few memes about it but uh, uh, this week is a whole new week and i dare say that against everton you're not going to get a 9-0 mm-hmm. and i'm willing to put a million dollars on the line a million dollars on the line okay <laughs> well i tell you what a guy who's not had a good uh, game week now if you had uh, you know this guy jan benderek is a big uh, it's a popular pick for the fantasy premier league team and i was very keen to see what all happened to him He scored an own goal, conceded nine goals, and got a red card. He got a minus seven. <laughs> wow, I've never seen a minus <laughs> seven. Imagine somebody if they captain Bednarek. Oh man, or triple captain Bednarek, man, <laughs> minus twenty-one, insane. 
Now, moving on, uh, Crystal Palace winners to one over Newcastle. I mean, not much to talk about there. Man City doing their, uh, continuing the great form. 13 or 14 wins in a row now against uh, basically all opponents. Uh, winners 2 0 against Burnley. Not much to talk about there either. Leicester 2 0 winners against Fulham. And Fulham was again, uh, let's say, had a drop of form. And mind you, Leicester without Jamie Vardy coping up quite nicely. I mean, goals coming in from uh, his uh, replacement, Ihanacho. And what a, what a form Madison is in. I mean, we don't talk much about James Madison. The goals he scored, he's given two assists in this game. And uh, their wing-backs, James Justin and Castagna, like, uh, pitching in with the goal. James Justin on the score sheet again. How good is James Madison? And is he some player, let's, let's say, you would want to see in an Arsenal shirt at some point? Well, James Madison and uh, another less talked about guy, Harvey Barnes. They have been doing the business yeah. uh, without Wadi. And, uh, you know, Leicester, there's so much to admire about them. You know, people wrote them off even after they won the title, which by, you know, let's make no mistake, it is still the greatest sporting event of this century. Yeah. It is possibly the greatest underdog story of the English Premier League. Definitely, it is the greatest underdog story of the Premier League in its modern avatar. Mm-hmm. But even then, you had so many doubters who said they'll be a one-season wonder and they'll go back down, you know, to mid-table obscurity. But they've been very, very respectable ever since. And now they are a, they're third, two points clear of Liverpool, which is arguably the best Liverpool side of, you know, the 21st century. And this is after losing players like Mahrez and uh, N'Golo Kante, if I'm not wrong. Yes, but, you're uh, very right. Yeah, man, it's been a while, but yeah. Great job uh, there for Leicester. Two points sitting, but two points behind United and two points above Liverpool, having played the same number of games. Now, another talking about resurgence of form here. Everton are back to winning ways. Calvert Lewin finally back on the score sheet. I see you had him in your team. Uh, Tonal winners against Leeds United. Leeds again, you know, giant question mark. They turn up sometimes and then sometimes they just switch off. I mean, there was a, this was pretty much an easy win for, for Everton, I would say. Well, I am relieved that Leeds lost because they're breathing down our necks uh, in the <laughs> mid-table mayhem clash. We are 10th, they're 11th. Yep, oh that's what it's come to. Looking mm-hmm. over your shoulder and watching Leeds United. Well, what can I say? Uh, let's talk about the Claret Derby. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa playing West Ham and West Ham continue building momentum. and They are up to 5th. Wow. Two points behind Liverpool, two points ahead of Chelsea who won... The London derby against Tottenham. West Ham clearly are not going away. Are you worried that they'll break into the top four? Well, I mean, if, even if they do, they you know they deserve it. And uh, what a what a team they have been. And surprisingly, like they just sort of gone unnoticed. They've just gone about doing their business, not like chit chatting a lot, just doing their business and getting results. And that man Jesse Lingard on his debut scored two goals. Like he's definitely not a starter for United. I would definitely don't. I mean, don't want to see him again in a shirt. Uh, which has a United crest on it. But West Ham, what a player. And I watched the replay. He was making those runs, uh, which got him through on goal on, on multiple occasions. And he made them pay. Definitely made them pay. Dare I say they were, uh, uh, you know, Martinez, the goalkeeper for Villa, was partly to blame in his uh, in some of the goals. Uh, I mean, most of them, let's say, clearly came straight at him. He's kind of like fumbled a bit. Uh, didn't get a good contact on it. But, uh, I mean, never mind that. But West Ham, yeah, definitely a team to watch. And Jesse Lingard. You know, we always talk about these players who are, uh, you know, they, they come from the academy, but they're not that good. You know, to think of think of the likes like Danny Welbeck, for instance, you know. Uh, Tom Cleverley. And these are all obviously United uh, players. You know, Tom Cleverley was one. He, was, he featured in the United midfield for a very long time until he was finally sold. 
I think Jesse Lingard is definitely like a, a player who will who's definitely suited for a team like West Ham. You know, he's he should definitely consider signing for for West Ham and you know lowering our wage budget. <laughs> That's what I would want. What do you think? Well, uh, I would put it down to new signing enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before. Uh, you know, widely sort of overlooked player signs for a new club whether on loan or on transfer and immediately hits the ground running it has happened before I would like to see Lingard uh, do this over a season which I suspect he won't Lingard to you is in a little way what Walcott was to us a lot of promise a lot of pace Walcott did chip in with more goals though and Lingard you know he's he's only made his reputation by dancing around but uh, (laughs) He's a bit like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, good for him if it works out at West Ham. Otherwise, I think good riddance. So, we won't be seeing Jesse Lingard in your FPL team anytime soon, are we? Never say never. <laughs> well, when it comes to FPL, I've learned the painful way after losing the trophy to you after eight unbeaten seasons mm-hmm. uh, that uh, emotions should be kept away and one should be very clinical while picking uh, teams. Uh, let us digress a bit here mm-hmm. and talk about the FPL season 2016-17. I led the season for 34 weeks okay. out of 38. Uh-huh. And uh, there was an office Premier League thing going on. And Harry Kane, for some reason, was scoring. Mm-hmm. And every week he would get in 9, 12, 8 points minimum. And every week I would desist picking him because, you know, Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw my lead, which I think at the 30th week mark was 100 points. I Mind you, 100 points. I saw it whittled down to 70, 60, 40, 30. Uh-huh. And in the 35th week, I gave up my lead. Oh, no. And I finished third. So after that, I realized that, you know, FPL, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And uh, what we got to do, and both of us were caught uh, captaining Mohamed Salah. Both of us did that, obviously, because they have a home game against Brighton. But man, did Brighton make them pay. One will winners at Anfield. What's happened at Liverpool? Like, what's going on here? It's a free fall. Well, Anfield's a bit like uh, English buses, eh? What? You wait an eternity for one, and then when they arrive, they arrive <laughs> two at a time. Oh, that is clever. That is <laughs> Some clever. 15 months or whatever, unbeaten, two years, mm-hmm. was it? More Something like that. And now, two home defeats to Burnley and Brighton. Who would have thought? Well, I, I, I really can't figure out what it is. I mean, even if they're, you know, they're, they're shaky on the defence, obviously, we know about their injury concerns. Uh, this time, I believe even Alisson didn't start in goal. Becker, I mean... Uh, still, I mean, the goals have sort of dried up. They played with Salah, Firmino and Shakiri. They had uh, Alakantara in the middle. They had Milder and Vinyaldum. So, by no means, it's like, a, it's not a weakened side, to be honest. They have, they were missing Mane and Diago Jota for, you know, uh, injuries or whatever. Despite the fact that their defence is depleted. I mean, they did sign two brand new uh, defenders in, in the transfer window. Signed or loaned, I can't remember right now. But the goal is sort of dried up here. Salah, Firmino, just, just not doing it for them anymore. Well, uh, I think two players that are uh, the backbone of this Liverpool side didn't play. And of course, Salah makes a lot of the headlines. He's a goal scorer. He creates opportunities. But Sadio Mane, I think, is the one who really carries the team. Mm-hmm. So his miss is a big one. Uh, when he was out... Uh, Jota came in, but you know he's out as well. So Minamino and uh, these guys, they've not really stepped up. 
and of course they keep feeling the absence of van dijk remember that without van dijk they are still a team that finished second to city yeah and i have a feeling they will finish second to city again because that's how important it is to have a man mountain like van dijk at the back don't forget that van dijk also chips in with goals from set pieces that's he i think scored five or six in the last season and those are invaluable goals because you know those are the matches that you are thinking okay nil nil or a 80th minute nil one loss and then you know you have your defender come up with the goods from a set piece and voila you've converted it into three points you're right i mean it talks about the like having a presence like that in your in your defense and it you know boosts the confidence of your entire team even the midfield they don't really find themselves tracking back knowing that there's van dijk uh waiting uh, you know behind them i mean uh, dare i say jordan pickford might have pulled off the ultimate 86x in the in the history of football <laughs> might have well well we need to educate our listeners on what 86x sure, is and we should do that over a completely different episode <laughs> all righty fair enough now uh chelsea uh went uh, all the way to uh, spurs and came off one away a one nil winners now Spurs, they they continue to divide opinion again. I mean, they signed Jose Mourinho. They got rid of Poch, despite I I I wasn't completely behind that decision anyway. They've signed a bunch of players. They got off to a decent start, and now they seem to be all over the place. And Jose Mourinho doing his usual uh, antics. And in, in I think in the post match conference, he criticized one of his players. I think it was Vinicius Junior that he took out uh, and hung out to dry in 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 uh, broad open daylight. But Thomas Tuchel uh, got his second win under the belt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was reading somewhere Tottenham after twelve games were top of the table, mm-hmm. and in the following nine games they are sixteenth. Wow. They've only gotten eight points from the last nine games. This is possibly as bad a run as Arsenal did in December. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it just goes to show that uh, you know these blips can happen and they can take you from uh, top of the table to mid-table mediocrity. For one, I think what uh, what what is the key thing to highlight here is that London clubs, for the first time in over quarter of a century, mm-hmm. stand to not have a representative in the Champions League as things stand. Oh wow! Okay. So London, as a city, will not have a Champions League representative in over, if I'm not wrong, twenty five years. Well, it's all well. It's been it's been twenty five plus years for Arsenal in the Champions League, except the last three, of course. So I'm guessing it's a lot more than that. I think it's something like forty five years or something. Okay. Well, I'm not aware of that stat. But uh, yeah, Premier League games coming in thick and fast. Uh, later today, we're going to have another game week starting with Villa taking on Arsenal. Then we have Burnley versus Brighton, a very missable match, a bottom table clash. No, God knows what's going to happen. Newcastle take out uh, Southampton. Fulham versus West Ham. Clearly not a decent match to watch tonight. Except Manchester United versus Everton. 1.30 Indian Standard Time. Your uh, predictions here, brother? What do you, what you think? This is obviously a game at Old Trafford. What do you think? Well, uh, first I would like to differ from you. There is a decent match and that's the very first match of the game week. It's Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Okay. An inform Aston Villa <clears throat> at the middle of the table. Ninth. Mm-hmm. An inform Arsenal that inform spectacularly Arsenal. <laughs> imploded last week. All right. Without a goalkeeper, they are playing a goalkeeper who, quote unquote, commentator said was good enough only for a League One side. That guy is called Ronar Alex Ronarson. Mm-hmm. Signed for a million, 
simply because i think the goalkeeping coach knew him oh god and as soon as he made his debut people figured that he's not premier league quality not at all premier league quality and i saw some highlights uh, of a game that arsenal lost in the europa league and he made a bunch of errors so yeah he's going to be in a premier league game oh, not boy. looking forward to that not looking forward <laughs> to jack grealish running at him mm-hmm. but that there you have it just like arsenal doing arsenal things we signed a goalkeeper who has a very wonderful injury record <laughs> and he signs for arsenal and the first thing that happens to him is a hip injury oh boy So Matt Ryan, a proven Premier League goalkeeper, signed as cover is out himself. You know, you can't write these things, brother. <laughs> It is that this football club was put on earth just to have people laugh at it. So yeah, I think that'll be a game to watch. But yeah, United was Everton. Not too bad a second game to watch either. Well, we continued uh, on Sunday. Then Spurs taking on West Brom. God knows what's going to happen with Spurs. I mean, they're, they're really all over the place. And West Brom clearly feeling the relegation heat. Uh, then we have a cracker of a game: Wolves versus Leicester at Molineux. This should be interesting. And the real test for Jurgen Klopp: Liverpool versus Man City. If he loses this game, brother, people are writing Liverpool off already. Do you think it's time? Do you think if Liverpool lose, it's done? It's, it's curtains for their season. Um. I think it's curtains for the title bid. Okay. Yeah, a nine-point uh, deficit. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, almost a ten-point deficit with a game in hand will be too much to overhaul over fifteen games. Definitely. I mean, especially with the form that City are in. I mean, I was speaking to a Liverpool fan very recently, and I wanted to get a different fan on the podcast, and he says, "Yeah, yeah." And that time, Liverpool were leaders, by the way. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." You should hear from the fans or the league leaders, and you know, he was all. boisterous and stuff but i wonder what he has to say now about his team <laughs> remains to be seen uh we carry on uh, late monday night action in india sheffield united versus chelsea i mean i reckon uh, thomas tuchel has sort of pulled the, the reins a bit he's shuffled things around to my to my surprise chilwell didn't feature he's gone back to using marcus alonso which is very strange because chilwell i thought had a good season he was one of the he was literally the only signing that kind of chipped in Uh, with the goals and assists for Chelsea under Frank Frank Lampard, I mean everybody else, Havertz, Werner, Ziyech, they pretty much flopped except for Chilwell. But Chilwell was on the bench, so very interesting, uh, you know, FPL conundrum there for our fans. And uh, finally, the last game was Leeds versus Crystal Palace. I mean, big nobody cares about that. One thirty a.m. on a Tuesday morning. I doubt it. Nobody's going to stay up for that. And then we go again and again. That's pretty much how it's going to be. Weekend game week. uh midweek and then again on the weekend let's do fantasy premier league for a while brother if you can entertain me a bit how's your team how did your team do this time and uh, what are the lessons learned well i was very happy uh, last week because i scored some early points and uh, that was on the back of uh, i think uh, the first set of points that i got were from uh, fernandes mm-hmm. so i was very happy that i had 17 points in the bag with my captain still to go obviously i was unhappy that uh, i didn't captain fernandes mm-hmm. uh, like other people did but then i was reckoning sala will run riot and i was looking at a 70 point game week but then sala flopped mm-hmm. uh the good news is calvertlewin bamford sushek they all chipped in but you know it's one of those things fpl is only great if you are relatively better so even though i had a 62 point game week Everybody else had a sixty-five plus point game week, yeah. 
and uh, that makes me i guess average par for the course so i i'm going to get rid of zaha who mm-hmm. is i think hamstrung and i'm looking to bring in either madison or barnes that's my pick very interesting now for me it was it was a bit of a conundrum because my midfield already read son sala gundogan and fernandez and i'm like there's literally no room for anybody else but i had suchek suchek was on the bench for me and i clearly it was a bad idea to not play suchek because son is misfiring i mean miss, he's missing kane clearly i mean it is just not happening and sala for instance the goals have dried up for me the big hitters were fernandez obviously like you mentioned 17 points and then i had justin at 15 points and then obviously the man city plays gundogan and cancelo now we have talked about the pep roulette so to speak uh, i have found out that ruben diaz starts more games than cancelo so maybe diaz is a better option than cancelo because i'm re- i reckon cancelo is going to get rested one more time you know that's uh, just how pep uh, sort of operates he has that depth he has that uh, i mean he can basically do it and then of course an assist here and there between uh, wilson and bamford and uh, i found myself at 67 points which is not that great compared to some of the points uh, the point hauls that other people have had mind you the guy who got the highest points 147 uh had a okay one guy had one guy had triple captain one bisaka and i'm like who would do that i mean clearly these guys can like see the future or something or are they paid people i don't know what it i can't explain it how do you triple captain one bisaka he scored one goal and that was his second goal in a united shirt and he got a clean sheet and he got an assist or two or whatever 17 points for him well i've got an easy answer for you what's that he's one bisaka's brother <laughs> Dan Bisaka is that it never mind that was a bad joke just to me anyway brother thank you so much for joining us i think we've covered uh, pretty much everything and uh, wish you all the best for the next coming game week and the future see you sir thank you so much see you